good start. (laughs) Welcome to the Ministry Talk podcast, where we have real talks about the aspects of ministry, both good and bad. Uh, Thank you again for joining us for this episode. Uh, We've established on previous episodes uh, the five prongs of outreach uh, that Pastor Hal has started here at First Baptist Church that the Lord's put on his heart. We're going to continue talking about that. Uh, Pastor Hal, we're going to move on to community events this week uh, in that outreach approach. If you want to just give us a, uh, I guess, not a deep dive for time's sake, but sort of a dive into uh, this prong approach. A shallow dive. Or a shallow, shallow dive. dive. into the shallow I'm, end, I'm gonna, you? you? can yell at the kiddie pool. So I'm like, at, pool. I'm like at the hotel where it says no diving allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I jump yeah, in. Three feet yes. deep. All right, so I believe part of outreach is community events. There, good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, moving on. No, so community events would, for us at First Baptist Church, for our ministry, would look like perhaps a trunk or treat. Uh, it would look like our Christmas light extravaganza. It would look like perhaps a community day or uh, something like that. We have some rides for the kids set up or, or basically events, in my view, that would invite the community based on some type of purpose. Uh, maybe it's a fun purpose. Maybe it's candy. Maybe it's just to build. But for the community, for people, uh, but it is completely an opportunity for outreach. And so that's what I've classified as community events, things that are really like broad. And, and I think back to where the Bible says, when you're going out everywhere to the highways and byways, you compel them to come in. Like we're trying to throw a broad net. Yeah. And we want old, young, whatever, rich, poor, doesn't matter. You just come to this event, whatever it may be. And for us, there's a few of those. And kind of that's kind of the, the idea behind the community event uh, kind of concept Good. for that. So with that, and I know a lot of pastors, even that have come here, with some of the different events that we've had, always have a, a question like this. Uh, first of all, what is the purpose of the community event? And does every event have to have the same purpose inside of that? I know it's a question a lot of people have asked us about the events that we have here. Um, and that's for all the guys, if you wanna share thoughts on that. Sorry, Pastor Ryan. Sure, so <laughs> I mean, obviously not every event has the same purpose, but as Pastor Howell, uh, like say, it has to have a purpose. Right. You don't just do something just to do it. We do need to have a purpose in what we're doing. And uh, different events will have different type purposes. Some are 100 percent outreach, get the gospel to people. Some kind of have an aspect of brand awareness, not that we're not also getting the gospel to people, but we want people to know our name, know who the church is, know that we're here, that we exist. And uh, some events may be internal events that are for the purpose of growing our people and Honestly, most events have more than have a couple of those goals like kind of mixed in together. So Trunk or Treat, for example, uh, which is one that I I know pretty well, uh, it has the purpose of reaching people, has the purpose of evangelism, it has the purpose of brand awareness, but also it's a great event for our people to um, to grow in their service and for, you know, it's like an all hands on deck type of event. People get excited about it and it's good for us um, to do it as well. So multiple purposes with each event and yeah, different events will have different reasons, but it's important to figure out what is the purpose of this event and then is what we're doing um, supporting that purpose. Yeah, for sure. Um, does every event in the events, I know, I know our purpose here on what the purpose for our events is. And I think before an event... Uh, comes up, we sort of have this conversation. This would be uh, for the listeners. But does every event have to have the gospel presentation? Would be a question. Right. So that's probably a question for me because as as a pastor. So (laughs) if we dial back to like probably one word 
one of the words that I would use to describe what we try to do here in worship, in ministry, would be the word intentional. Right, and I think you guys would would align to that. That I try in staff meeting, like let's be intentional about what we're doing here. Let's make sure that we have a, a dedicated or a, a decided purpose for what we're doing and why we're doing it. So we really make sure we lock in. If we're just like throwing something on, whether whatever it is, whether yeah. it be an event or a meal, and there's no intentionality inside of it, then we really don't know how to judge if it was successful or not, sure. and what was accomplished. So um, I put down a few thoughts about what are the purposes. For community events. Yeah. One of them is uh, for the ones that are on site, we really want, I really want uh, people's feet on campus. Yeah. Like I want yes. them to know where yeah. we're at and just have an awareness of here is church. Sometimes people are, are like, I didn't know a church was here. Yeah. Now I would think it's pretty obvious, but not everyone thinks it's that obvious. Mm -hmm. sure. Other people are like, oh, you know what? Um, they can almost picture themselves coming to church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So getting the one purpose is getting their feet on campus. And then second of all, having a good interaction while they're here, yeah. like you're saying with, with our church. And then the gospel, right? So remember that all these are the, are the five prongs of outreach. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so for me, the gospel is super important, not just that they walk away like, oh, that's a nice place. I hope they do. Or it's nice people. Hope they do. But why are we here? Is it not to make sure that people yeah. know about Jesus Christ? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, so do you think, I mean, I know, like, so his question, do you think the gospel has to be at every event? Should, I mean, long, long, long answer short, yes or no? So um, it is a yes or no answer, and I'll tell you why. Sure. All sure. right. So I believe that anything we do here on site, I want the gospel to, to be presented. Sure, sure. Amen. All right. Yeah. Now, we do things off-site. Right, so community event would be let's let's take pictures for a community event, and yep. we're, we do this free of charge. Yep. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Now we provide the gospel and tracks and some follow up, but it's not going to be as front center as if they're here on site. Yep. Right. Absolutely. We're planning yep. on uh, this spring a Bridgeport community day, help clean up the neighborhood. Well, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to look different. So anything on site, I believe that for us, for for me and, and mm -hmm. my um, responsibility, that yes, as a steward of the gospel, off site, then how do we position that and get a chance to share it? Yeah. So does that make does oh, that yeah. sense? I, I, yeah, definitely. And I, I know it seems it seems pretty obvious. If if you're a church whose central purpose is the gospel, seems like you know you're going to have the gospel included as much as you possibly can. But I don't think that's always true. Yeah. It, it, for so churches, so here's my know. question: Why do you guys think that that's not always front and center for churches? Because hmm. I mean, we're a church for Jesus Christ, yeah. so it seems kind of obvious. Yeah. But why does it seem that if some churches they're afraid of perhaps offending, but what, what, what do you guys think that that's the case? Yeah, I'll throw it to Pastor Scott. I think sometimes that uh, people are afraid of what people think of the gospel and that when I first started working with addiction ministry, uh, people would ask me, well, are, are you faith-based? And I felt a kind of odd, maybe fearful because I was brought God into things, but I would try to show them where I was still on the secular side of things. And I found out very quickly that that didn't work because I'm a preacher and I'm a preacher of the gospel. <laughs> now, when somebody asks me if I'm faith-based, I said, yes, I, I, if they come, I'm going to tell them about Jesus Christ and that he is the answer because it, it is a false narrative in our minds that if we, we kind of bait switch with them. You know, we tell them, come in and we'll help you here. And then maybe they'll accept the gospel afterwards. I put it up front, let them know we're all about Christ. We're all about the gospel. And if they don't want that, they're not going to accept it later down the road either, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Pastor Ryan? I mean, you're, you're a younger, younger side of things and you sure you have friends who also do community events. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think one of the things is like people 
get this idea. It's going to hurt the experience. So like trunk or treat, yeah. for example, we do trunk or treat and we make it a point that every person that comes through is going to hear the gospel. Um, now in the planning part of it, it could be easy to, to think to yourself, Oh, well, that's going to hurt the experience for them. Oddly enough though, we haven't found that to be true whatsoever. Nobody mm-hmm. has complained to us and say, Oh, we love the event. If we didn't have to sit through that, that preacher, they already know we're at church. And if anything, I think even people who don't go to church would find it odd to come to a church event and there'd be no type of church feeling to it whatsoever. You know, they expect us, even the world expects the church to To be the church. church. Yeah. Yeah. We're not just a community event center. Right. right? And we are a church. And back to trunk or treat, right? You guys, we often have many people who drive through it and thank us for the different elements Mm -hmm. and for that little speech thing, even what they call it. We we can't do a deep dive, but we could talk about that, like what that looks like in a second and how short it needs to be or long it needs to be. (laughs) Because that that is absolute planning. Like, Pastor, how quick can you share the gospel? We're going to give you 15 and a half seconds to share the gospel. should be able to fit it in there. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, that's what I'm surrounded by. Yeah, I think the big question then for. Um, I, I know that we answered this, but for, for pastors out there, what would you lose in presenting the gospel at right. every event you have at a church? Like, is there, by presenting the gospel, I'm going to lose people or I'm going to lose this or I'm going to lose that in light of what the Bible teaches us, right. right, inside of that. And again, everybody has to make their own choice in the events that they're doing at their church. But what do you really lose by presenting the gospel at every event you have at your church, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, is there something lost there sure. inside of glory and what the Lord has for us. But again, every pastor has to answer that question for themselves. And I think everybody has to realize that there will be the antagonist that will be frustrated and maybe atheist and why are you bringing God into this and that? Well, the answer is because we're a church and they know they're coming on a church's property. And so we should not hide and try to be careful with the gospel. They ought to know that that's what we give and what we stand for. And I would say probably 95 to 98% are excited about it, and we don't listen to that 3% that whines about it. Sure. Yeah, and, and I would say, dare say it's not even 3%. Like, no, no one really no, yeah, for it. us, yeah. Um, so for mm-hmm. us, just so listeners are quite clear, for us uh, at our events, we do not just have workers walk around the tracks and talk to people. Mm-hmm. We actually have a dedicated time that cars will sit there in our parking lot we'll have prepared a video presentation it has it has been me sharing the gospel i've had the the graphics and video team put together and they've done some phenomenal things with the graphics because people are used to pretty high powered mm-hmm. uh, high powered media and so music playing things pop on the screen but the gospel we try to make it so clear and mm-hmm. it takes probably 10 to 12 minutes yeah. right yes. for that presentation yeah. so too it's long. Almost like like what do we do <laughs> yeah too long they say uh but but also as a preacher of the gospel, and where we all agree, we want to be careful with it. Yes. And I'm not looking for just a one, two, three, yeah. pray with me, but like I don't have an hour and a half to preach a whole message. I, if I did, I, w- I would take it, but I've got 10 to 12 minutes, and they get some graphics, some music, and try to be really clear with that. And we have everyone who comes on property for those type of events listen and, and sit there for it. Yeah. And we have speakers that we've rented, right? And, and, and Brother Dalton does a great job putting that out there, yeah. and big old, yeah, all those things. Yeah. So kind of so people know what we talk about when we're saying that. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's good. Um, in the day and age that we live where you can see through either social media or live streams, what other churches are doing, uh, what would be, uh, maybe for all of us, some events that every church should be doing? Like what are, what are some things that every church should be doing? Uh, I would say to sort of, to start the conversation, um, as was said earlier in, in several different ways are stated, 
you should have an event where you invite the whole community to come to your church, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's like an open house or a friends and family event, but have an event where your, your church family is just inviting people to come to church, right? Any events like that that you guys want to share, you know, for those listening? Or is that the well, only one? I think it's one? a little bit of a trick question, too, because are there any events that every church should be doing? Um, like, I think your answer was great because there's probably type of events that every church should be doing, but it may not look exactly the same at every church. The size of your church, the community of your church, the country your church is in, you know, like could make a difference in that. But yeah, I think like probably some of the obvious ones, like you should probably be doing something for Easter, you know, try to, (laughs) try to celebrate something like that, that, uh, uh, Christmas, and, yeah, Christmas, Christmas, you know, there's some, some obvious ones like wow, that, but a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any ideas? Yeah. Let's do something for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. It's Pastor Ryan. That every church should be doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with you though. I think just having something where you're getting people to come in and, uh, some ideas, some things that we we've done, like trunk or treat, which we already mentioned, uh, the Christmas like extravaganza is a little bit of a newer one for us, but it's been really cool. We run it similarly to the trunk or treat, Mm -hmm. uh, but people come through and see the Christmas lights, see the live nativity. Um, and, uh, just trying to find something that could be attractive to your community. Pastor Howell mentioned it in the, the pilot. Oh no. The first episode we talked about the five prongs, uh, the fact that unsaved people sometimes need a reason to come. And it's not, it's not a bait and switch. Cause like we said earlier, they already know we're a church. We're not lying to them. We're not asking them to come to, you know, a, like some event center and then surprising them with the fact that, Hey, no, we're really a church. No, they know we're a church. It's not a bait and switch, but people need incentive to be here. They're not saved. They, they, they are not spiritually minded. Uh, so why would they, why, many times they may not have a desire to just come to a normal service. So trying to come up with a way to get people in your community here, yeah, somehow. Um, I think is, is important. Yeah. I think having the heartbeat of the community is important. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Knowing every community is going to be different. Every uh, culture, culture in every single city is a little bit different mm. and also not afraid to try something. And then if it's not working, just cut it out. Yeah. And we've done events where like, you know what? One would be the Easter egg hunt, right? We ran a few years and then it wasn't quite a good fit for us. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's sinful or wrong. It just wasn't a good fit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like, yeah, let's, we're not, I'm not going to put resources there. Another church locally, they do a great job. They call it like Lumberjack Sunday. They give away face courses of wood, face a face cord of wood mm-hmm. uh, to people. Great thing. <laughs> Probably not a good fit for our church. <laughs> No. But but what a, what a great idea. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. there's so yeah. many ideas yeah. out there. Try yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Reach the community. Present the gospel. And uh, you may step back and be like, you know what? That was a great experience of what not to do. And then we're going to try this over here. But probably you'll get some, some takeaways that are powerful, get some connections that are helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think it is important to team with, he said, as he said, with your community and your government uh, in your local community and ask how you can help and what you can be a part with, which what, that's what we've done. And to replace the Easter egg hunt, um, we set up a photo booth and it is awesome because we end up hand delivering all those pictures from that photo booth and it happens to be soul winners who deliver those and we get to deliver the gospel works out really well and i knocked on a door last year of delivering it and the lady saw the tract in my hand and said i don't want any and then i flipped the picture and showed her the picture and she invited me into the house (laughs) and so uh, you we want to find ways to connect with the community and our government loves us because we're there to help and i think that's part of that mind frame we want to have yeah and i think you know pastor i'll mention it like we have 
we're going to help Bridgeport cleaning up different mm-hmm. things like that in the community. And I think for an encouragement for all churches is find ways to do that, mm-hmm. yes. you know, to help your community, whether it's cleaning up or picking up this or building this or whatever it might be. Uh, just find a way to get connected inside of the community because uh, that shows to your community as a church, you care about the place mm-hmm. that the Lord has you. And that could have a huge impact. Um, in these community events, I, I know for churches out there, uh, like how do you promote these events? Are there different methods? Are there different ways? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sharing that through social media. I know Pastor Ryan can talk about that or, you know, printables that I can talk about flyers or tracks or different things like that. But uh, have you seen more effective ones or not as effective ones or anything like that with the different methods? Billboards have not worked for us on our community events. We've tried them multiple times, and it seems like we just haven't gotten a lot of traction off of those things. Mm-hmm. So I would weigh in because this is a whole other podcast on advertising. That <laughs> yeah, Brian, that's like, yeah, yeah. And that is a deep dive. Yeah. It's a deep yes. dive conversation. Um, advertising typically is often intangible. Like we can say a billboard doesn't work, but we don't know the effect on it because it's the rule of seven, right? Seven touches. So you don't know that that was the seventh touch or it was the second touch. Mm -hmm. Um, And so advertising, that is always what we're trying to figure out. How do we get the word out in the best way possible? And what we have found is some events are geared by social media. Some events are geared by personal personal touch. touch, And it's just kind of just, it's kind of random in our world. And then some are all over. I remember at one Christmas event, we had someone who said, I saw it on Facebook and then someone knocked on my door <laughs> and then my friend at work invited me and then I saw it on Facebook again. All right, so four touches and they showed up. All right, well, which one was effective? <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. And so I think for us, we try to spread and best rank and weigh in it again on that podcast, the advertising podcast, Touchy, a little bit controversial when we get there, but we spread a broad net yeah. yes. on yeah. that one. for sure. So I'd say the encouragement would be try to do as much as you can yeah. and sure. as much as you possibly can to get the information out there. Pastor Willette used to say, nothing works, so you have to try everything. Yeah, yeah. that's tr- very true. <laughs> um, can we, I, I guess going through it, name maybe some events or inside of these community events, maybe some ideas that didn't work. And I think in sharing those, some church might say, you know what, that didn't work for you guys, but it might work for us. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and maybe sharing some of those. Let's start with Pastor Ryan. Um, sure. I mean, I, uh, I'm not as old and haven't been here as long as uh, some of the other people <laughs> here you. have I been. I appreciate that. But one that I, I think... I, I don't think that was a question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember him saying, like, but, what's your age? Uh, <laughs> probably one that we've decided uh, wasn't as profitable as it, as, it, um, as it could have been was the Easter egg hunt. And we tried a few different methods, right? We did it here on the property. We did it on the, the day before Easter at different parks. We've tried several different methods, but... Um, one of the reasons I think is because we went back and assessed what's the purpose of Easter, right? And we do trunk or tree and different things at different times, but you know, pastor's heart is that Easter we're coming together and we're worshiping and we are, we're celebrating the resurrection and the Easter egg hunt doesn't necessarily help us with that purpose. And uh, even some of the ways we did it, trying to do it on Saturday didn't really end up being successful for us, right? Like we, we were at like four or five parks the one day. I remember the park I was at had like six or seven kids that were workers kids and then maybe two other kids that showed up and not to say those two kids aren't aren't important because they are um but there are probably other things that could be that we could do that would be more successful so we kind of pulled back on that at least for now on the easter egg hunt so that was one that for us didn't seem to work as well 
Yeah. yeah, I'll give you one. We used to do a large giveaway of food around Thanksgiving time. And um, in our community, there, there are some who have needs. There's always needs for that, for those things. And so we did it on a large scale. Yes. Um, and it ended up not being as productive as we thought it would be. Um, we tried it with tickets. We ended up, we tried it with coming to church first to hear the gospel and only those who came by ticket and tried to position it a couple different ways. It ended up just not quite accomplishing the goal. It was more of, of just crowd control and just wasn't, wasn't helpful for what we to do. It just it hindered the gospel instead of helping the gospel. Um, and so we decided, you know, that's not, for us, that's not going to be what we need to do. Other churches run food giveaways very effectively, and my hat's off to them. Mm. Uh, again, find your niche. Like, find, yeah. be intentional about that. For us, it just, you know, um, just wasn't a good, yeah. a, a good fit for us. Yeah, for sure. I think, as Pastor said earlier, part of it depends on what area you're in. One reason the park... Easter egg thing did not work was it was 31 degrees when we started yeah. those that morning <laughs> Michigan. here in Michigan. Was, very so cool. if you're in Southern California, it could be different. It could be sure. much different. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, coming down, I guess to the end of this one, uh, maybe, you know, for pastor Scott, that's been here longer and, and pastor Al even, but some events that throughout the years, pastor Ryan, same are like, this was my favorite event, or this was a really cool event, or, you know, we saw the Lord work in this way in this event. Even we might not still be doing that event or still might be doing that event, but what are some events? I think it is amazing to watch. I'm not a super big fan with Halloween. Uh, the way my family practiced it was a little different, but the, the Trunk or Treat event brings a large amount of people onto our campus. We get to give the gospel. We get to see a lot of people saved. And um, it really gives us a good name in the community. And it's been one of my favorite things every year to get to do. The other thing that it does, as Ryan mentioned earlier, is the, uh, our whole church gets behind it. And to get to watch hundreds of our church people uh, invest money, invest time and effort, and we're all spreading the gospel, we're all working together, and it is a really unique church event for us to be able to accomplish. Yeah. I think that's always a favorite part of mine, It's just to see the families involved with their kids and passing out candy and dressing up and getting their trunks ready and uh, you know, seeing the kids try to jump on the four-wheeler with Pastor Ryan, but uh, just to see... Um, <laughs> Just, of course, right, serving, serving our Savior uh, with a purpose in mind of, of getting the gospel out to the community. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's always going to be a, a unique memory in my mind. Boy, I, I'd be hard-pressed to figure out which one is, is my favorite. Going back to, like, early vacation Bible schools, we had a big old, you know, 60 by 90 tent outside. And yes. I'm, I'm coming down a zip line from a bus about to hit myself in the center pole. Um, Dressed as advanced. Superman. Dressed, Dressed as, as Superman. Superman. It's a whole different podcast, different conversation. <laughs> one which we will not do a deep dive on, I promise you right now. And, uh, are there pictures anywhere? There, there, there are, are pictures, oh, but they are, also boy. will not be. <laughs> so I look back, and, and I, I could echo all of what you guys say, like seeing the church families work together, but but also seeing the variety. So sure, some are trunk or treat, and other people are like, you know what, I can't. I, I'm, I'm not in this one, which is great, but I'm going to be at the Christmas light. Great. Mm, or I'm going to yes. go to take pictures at a photo booth, or I'm going to go over here. I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that we have people wanting to serve and just touch the community for Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, I... Yeah, I like Pastor said, it's hard to pick a fair. There's so many great events, but uh, just a recent one, uh, Pastor Abraham and I were able to go and do pictures for a uh, an event. And the cool thing, there, there there's going to be more and more of these type of events because we're trying to become more involved in the community where we get to be a part of an event and we don't really have to do 
uh, any of the work. Like ninety percent of the work gets <laughs> done by other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crowd, crowd control and yes. flow, yeah, yeah, yeah. traffic so, cone, set up, tear down after church, ready for Sunday morning. Yeah, so what are we, you got, about? we got to go be a part of an event that uh, the community was doing, and got to take pictures. And the um, the event itself was great, getting lots of invitations to our Christmas program coming up, which I am a huge fan of. Uh, but the aftermath of it was so cool. Like just all the thanks and the praise and that the attention that the church got and that, uh, got the glory that God got yeah. through that, yeah. um, was really, really cool. Uh, in fact, um, the, um, the chamber of commerce in Bridgeport and Bertrand, because of that event, as well as some other things that we've been helping them out with, they, they chose our church as like their business partner of the year, which is really cool that a, a church hmm. was chosen. I mean, it probably should be the case, you know, it, maybe it should have happened sooner, but, uh, but it hasn't happened. And many times it's, you know, different businesses in the community that get that. And the fact that um, we were able to be chosen for that is really cool to me. And I think it shows that we are, you know, we're doing some of the right things. Yeah. Amen. Um, uh, just to end the podcast, Pastor Hal, if you have some thoughts, either on community events or just something the Lord's put on your heart uh, to share with us. Sure. I, I think the one kind of biblical thought I'd give to us today is uh, where Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yes. For it is the power of God and salvation. And I think in any community event, I want the gospel to be front and center, whether it's on site and where we have a video or, or personal, personally just speaking to, to the crowds about it, or whether it's a personal, like, I'm going to you, I take a picture and then drop off a tract and have a soul winner go there. Um, I can't be ashamed of the gospel. And at times there are those who will be against it because of the message of the gospel, but we will share it proudly and we will share it boldly Amen. because it is truly the thing that will change every single life. Mm. And I believe that and I try to live that and we have seen it over and over again. We've seen marriages back together again and homes that were broken apart that are restored and, and kids who were terrible now because of Jesus Christ are good. That's Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. Yes. And all these things are merely uh, an avenue for us to share yeah. the gospel which is the power of God. So we can't be ashamed of it. Yeah. So to all those pastors out there, don't be ashamed of the gospel and, yes. and wear it proudly and say this is and fly the the banner boldly uh not so if defense comes it can't be because of our manner it may be because of the message or someone doesn't want to hear that but it can't because of my manner i want them to see christ love through us but that jesus christ loves them and wants to change their life Uh, thank you for sharing that uh thanks again for taking time uh to either watch or listen to this podcast Uh, we appreciate you guys so much Uh, Be on the lookout for the next episode here as we continue to talk about these uh, prong approach to outreach that we have. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us and God bless.